In a private war, Rosamund Pike delivers her best performance to date as the war correspondent Marie Colvin. This film captures the horrors of war without glamorizing it and shows the true toll on mind and body covering war as a journalist. It's an angle that few really get to see. I'm Tuesday and she's Kaylee. You're listening to Whiskey and Popcorn. So for those of us in the field of journalism, the name Marie Colvin is legendary. She worked for the Sunday Times in London covering conflicts from the Sri Lankan Civil War to the Syrian War, where she was eventually killed. From 1985 to 2012, she was at nearly every major conflict worldwide. She was originally from New York, but based in London. And the world truly was her home, as we get to see in the film. She's drawn to the battlefield, and she's visually recognizable due to her eye patch, which covers her left eye. It's from a wound sustained from the Sri Lankan conflict in 2001. The movie is based off of a long-form article about Marie's life that was published in Vanity Fair, and the movie manages to distill her amazing life into roughly two hours, and it does so brilliantly. She has and will go down in history in this field. Now, going to the movie, there are two aspects I am thrilled that the film covered. One, PTSD among journalism. And two, the kind of self-destructive nature of war coverage. We have only barely started to recognize or even acknowledge the horrendous and debilitating disease of PTSD. And that's just among returning soldiers. It's not really discussed with other like battleground positions like medics or journalists. I have never seen this conveyed so fluidly in a movie. It's not shoved in your face about what's happening to her. And it isn't that like nightmare flashbacks that writers and directors and producers have basically used to illustrate PTSD. It's almost like a fail safe, like, oh, they they get nightmares. So we're going to we're going to say that's what PTSD is. Yeah, this film goes so much deeper into how PTSD affects your everyday life. And again, because we're talking about a journalist, their experience is much more different than a soldier's. And we'll dig into that here in a little bit. But I wanted to play a clip for you all. It is uh, from a scene where Marie has just got out of uh, her counseling. She's been in therapy and counseling for several months. And she's confronting her editor, who basically wants to get her back out into field, back to work. And she is in a way fighting him but also you know she's driven like she can't give it up uh, which is a very common symptom even for soldiers and you can hear what she has to say right here david blundy who david blundy what about him left for the telegraph before you joined i took his job what is your point and he was killed two years later in san salvador joe silva lost both legs at the knee in kandahar while working for the new york times i was with him in afghanistan Safa Abu Saif. Who did he work for? She was a 12-year-old Palestinian girl killed by a stray bullet that pierced her heart. I watched her parents hold her as she bled out. She was wearing pearl earrings. She probably thought she looked pretty that day. I see it. So you don't have to. How about the gardening section, Marie? Would that make you happy? 
One word to Watkins and you're there. Is that what they all died for? I don't know what they died for. Yes, you do. You see it so that we don't have to, yes, but also because you couldn't imagine a world in which you didn't. No one in their right mind would do what you do, Marie. But if you lose your conviction, then what hope do the rest of us have? So you can hear there just that brilliant performance with Rosamond and that real push-pull tug-of-war we, the people, the public, rely on war journalists to go out there and get the stories. And yet the insurmountable toll it takes on your psyche, in her case, even physically, it's just amazing. And Rosamond really nails it. The way she was just able to capture Marie's presence, if you've ever seen a, an interview of Marie either on TV or maybe on YouTube, She's got this charisma about her. She's this really fierce personality, uh, very attractive in that you just want to sit down and listen to her. At the same time, she kind of fidgets when she talks, uh, can't really seem to sit still, which is very symptomatic of uh, at least journalists, I can say, who've been in war situations where you're just kind of always a little bit antsy. And Rosamond just totally infused her entire performance with Marie. It was astounding, even the way she managed to nail the accent. Because we start the film where we actually get to hear Marie's voice. And it's almost seamless the way we blend in with Rosamond. Like she, the the cadence, the tone, the pitch, everything was just perfect. I couldn't agree more. Rosamond truly, truly embodied Marie Colvin, and you can see that in the film. Now, back to what you were talking about, despite this obvious downward spiral that she's going towards, she has this overwhelming need to continue her coverage on the front lines. It it has the dual quality of addiction, as strong as heroin. People are seeing her downward spiral, but they continue to push her. Yeah, and it's, it's just... I don't want to necessarily say heartbreaking because I use that term a lot, but it, it is kind of devastating to see the the uncaring nature of the news world, of journalism. It doesn't have time to stop and take pity for you, the journalist. And when it comes to war correspondence, I mean, it's just for, for the many, many years, it was unheard of that journalists would get any sort of like conflict zone training. And it wasn't really until most recently and I don't know if it'd be correct to actually say that her death kind of sparked this, but, you know, organizations like the BBC put in conflict zone training. So you know what to do if you're being shot at or if your partner gets shot and they're bleeding out and they may even offer some therapy. But, you know, they don't they go in there with kind of a hope and a prayer, never knowing if they're going to get out alive. You don't even have equipment. It's not like you have uh, a flat jacket to block bullets or even a helmet. You have to supply that yourself. And, you know, I, I want to give major props to the, the Oscar-nominated director, Matthew Heineman. In his press notes for this film, he said that he didn't want to make a fictionalized portrait of who Marie was. He wanted to get her story right. And that's so important because too often Hollywood makes war stories and just sensationalizes them. 
prime example, there's that comic film, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which satirizes the field of war journalism. And while that is supposed to be dark and funny, it just really underscores the fact that Hollywood can often take something really serious, really impactful on people's lives and just, you know, spin it in a way just so they can make a profit, just so they can get a laugh. And I think it's really important to point out that a big reason why the director, Matthew, got this film right is because he's actually a documentarian. Uh, he makes documentary films. Uh, he works specifically on Cartel Land, which is that documentary about the drug problems on the U.S.-Mexico border. And also, he's been to Syria. He did that documentary, City of Ghosts, which looked at the the conflict within Raqqa, Syria. So he himself has been to some of these most dangerous places and the experiences that he has had really shows in how he handles Marie's story. And it's done so respectably. You know, if you could take the opposite of Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot, or War Dogs, it's this. It's so raw and it's so real. I know that martyr is a huge word, but in some ways... I believe that she sacrificed herself so that she could tell the stories that we need to know but struggle to actually see in real time. Just as her words said, I see it so you don't have to. And that's huge. That's such a sacrifice. It doesn't matter journalist or not. You can say the same thing about soldiers. And she covered some scary places, Sri Lanka, Iraq, Kosovo, Libya, Chechnya. I mean... These aren't on my vacation bucket list areas. (laughs) No, not at all. And I think it's uh, also crucial to point out that with war correspondents, unlike soldiers who will have their base and, yeah, they may drive out and go and get into combat, those journalists are constantly on the move, constantly going through the most dangerous areas, and they're just going from one spot to another, to another, to another. It's very different from a soldier who might have a little bit of downtime there in in their service, in their term over there. Uh, You know, one day you could be in Afghanistan and the next day you could be in Iraq and then you could be sent over into the depths of, uh, you know, the Congo where there's conflict. I mean, even covering disaster zones after earthquakes, fires, those things too can really weigh on you. And if you're just going around and around covering that, it's just, it's a huge burden to bear and it takes a toll on you. I also, though, really want to point out that cinematically, the way they portrayed the wars, the various places across the world, was very moving. You know, while this was very much Marie's story, the magnitude of human suffering was captured in such a raw way. Again, I think this is going back to Heinemann's background as a documentarian, Um you know, he, he doesn't sugarcoat it, this, nor does he glamorize it. And there's one scene in particular. Uh, Marie is somewhere in the Middle East. I think it's supposed to be Iraq. Might have been Afghanistan. But essentially, she decides to ditch the babysitters, the uh, U.S. soldiers that she was supposed to be embedded with, to go chase a story about a killing field that has been kind of talked about among the locals. And we see this scene where there's a bulldozer just digging up this mass grave and the skeletal bodies coming out of the ground. And that moment is just, I almost don't have the words to really describe how much it moved me, how much it just 
crushed my heart and and just put me through the ringer the supporting cast of women in that scene the the wailing and the tears it just it captures the cruelty of war in such a real way and as quickly as we're in the scene they're snapping a shot showing us what the front page looks like and a front page picture just doesn't do it justice i mean some of these scenes make cnn and fox coverage look like a happy commercial you know whatever they did to make those scenes were just worth absolutely every penny marie colvin is definitely on my short list of badass women that i look up to and rosamond did such sweet justice for her i hear the oscar choir singing this movie's praises as we speak (laughs) without a doubt it Really, to just sum up, this film is my pick for best picture of the year, hands down. Up till this point, there's been some great films, but this one, this one stands above them all. And definitely one that hits close to home for us. It it really, really does. And, you know, Rosamund Pike, she's my pick for best actress. And I know I've kind of said that before for some other films, like with Keira Knightley and Colette, for example. Um, or maybe even Saoirse Ronan, uh, but Rosamund Pike, the the physical transformation she went through, the way she spoke and captured Marie's rhythm of speaking, just the visual nonverbal cues, uh, the psychological drama that was going on within her, her very body. Uh, Rosamund's performance was just authentic, raw, riveting. It was a beautiful and tragic homage to Marie Colvin and just done so, so well. I was floored by this film. I love this film. Well, I think that goes down as a recommendation for Kaylee. You can always find us online at whiskeyandpopcorn.org. And if you're one of those listen-while-I-drive kind of people, you can subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We will keep you up to date on all the films you need to see and more. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.